Want to patent your invention? The chance is near. You've given it heart. Now get it in gear. It's Passage to Profit with Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. Welcome, everybody. This is Richard Gearhart, founder of Gearhart Law, a full-service intellectual property law firm. And Passage to Profit is all about small businesses, entrepreneurs, and the intellectual property that helps them flourish. Tonight, we have with us two special guests. One is Tammy Dickerson, founder of the Baker Group, and Jonathan Hensley, from Emerge Interactive. And I'm Elizabeth Gearhart, not an attorney, but I do work at Gearhart Law, a full service patent trademark firm. Gearhart Law sponsors the show. So this is advertising on iHeart for Gearhart Law. And I am thrilled to have two very incredible products. <laughs> I were sitting here on Zoom and I could see one of them in the background of his screen, <laughs> a stuffed waffle. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna have to wait to hear about that. And then the other one is an exercise device, which is very easy to use and can be used in a lot of different places. So Curtis Kennedy and Mike Bradford will be talking later, but first we have to do the IP portion of the show. Well, I, I don't think we should say we have to do. I mean, this is we the part we get to do. This is the piece that the audience tunes in for week after week, right? Okay, so I am going to go first with a patent palooza. So this has kind of become our funny patents part of the show. <laughs> so... When you see the YouTube video, we'll have our video editor splice in a picture of this so you can actually see it. But this guy got a patent in May 2003 where you can put studs in your eyebrows and then you can attach eyeglasses to the studs in your eyebrows. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and you could put, you could also attach them to nose studs. So you can drill into your nose and hook the glasses hey, on. Hey, for so. people who like to put metal on their face, this is like the perfect fashion accessory. I haven't seen that anywhere, though, i got to say. So that was a patent that was issued, came out in 2003, but it just goes to show you that people come up with really great ideas. I actually think it's a good idea. I actually think if I was a kind of person that liked to put stuff on my face, it would be so much better than like pushing up your glasses all and the time. People have been making holes in their ears for earrings forever, so why not your eyebrows and and everybody else, you know, yeah, but so. you think of all the facial hardware now that could be used to hang things. Like if you wanted a temporary beard, maybe you get a couple studs here and you hang a beard yeah. on your chin. I don't I, know. but I, I don't know about that. But anyways, enough of that. I think we beat it to death. So uh, uh, now Richard gets to talk about something everybody loves, Apple and Fortnite. Ha ha. Right. So as you know, intellectual property is a big deal in big business. And have you ever wondered how Apple makes all of its money on the App Store? Do you know the answer to that question? I do because I cheated and I looked it up. They charge for every little tiny thing. So if you're inside a game and you have to buy a hatchet to break through a window, mm -hmm. they get 30% of whatever you spend on that hatchet. 30% of everything that runs through an app downloaded on the Apple App Store. And if you charge paid. for your app, they get 30%. So it's like, no wonder they're a $2 trillion company, right? I mean, this is really, in my opinion, a pretty high charge when it comes to royalties, because most royalties for licensed products usually run in the you know, 5 to 10% range. 30% is a big hunk. Well, Epic, who developed this game called Fortnite, has been suing Apple because they think that Apple is charging too much. People get hooked, right? Because you're playing against other people on your phone and you've got teams or you can do it individually and it's fight to the finish, last person standing wins. So people are really into this game. A lot of people yeah, are. Yeah, so does it encourage violence or does it get it out of your system? Oh, no, it encourages teamwork because you're all ganging up as a team. On See, else. so all sorts of different <laughs> possible lessons can be drawn from whatever it is. Millions it's of people popular. are hooked on this. And if you're in the mood for a good fight, I guess that's where you can find it and do no damage. But, but not any anymore. Not on your Apple phone, not the latest release. No, so what Apple did was they banned Epic from the platform because they weren't following Apple's terms and conditions. And because Epic tried to make money by not going through Apple, by offering special promotions directly through the software, and Apple didn't like that, so they banned them from the platform. The fourth release. I think you can still play the third release on the platform, but like the new one that came out, if you have an Apple phone, you can't play it. So Epic is charging Apple with antitrust violations for this behavior, and it's all tied up in the courts, and I guess we'll find out soon what the actual resolution is. Right, so it goes way beyond just this one game, obviously. 
obviously, because this is how all these apps work, right? Whoever hosts them gets a little bite of the pie every time something happens. And so it could affect the whole industry. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting debate. Would Epic be as popular as it was if it didn't have an Apple platform to launch the game on? Maybe the 30% is justified. On the other hand, it does seem like a pretty big bite. So on the other hand, if you wanted to play the game and you didn't have an Apple phone, would your next phone be a droid or something? Like, you know, Apple could be hurting themselves. So lots of interesting questions, few answers, but we'll keep you posted on what's coming up in this epic battle. Epic battle. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, a a Fortnite contest between two epic contestants. So. (laughs) So now it's time for the guest portion of the show. And I'm just absolutely delighted to introduce our first guest. Her name is Tammy Dickerson, and she's the founder of the Baker Group. And if you are in the mood for an event, Tammy is the one you want to see. I'm in the mood. (laughs) (laughs) I want to go to an event. (laughs) I'm ready for one too. And the Baker Group is an award-winning minority-owned full-service event firm that builds through dynamic special events. And it provides a full array of event productions to corporate and nonprofit entities and the Baker Group prides itself on the unique needs for each client and strives to deliver the highest quality service and effective results. And you've got some absolutely fantastic clients that you've worked for, right, Tammy? You've done for Disney, Honda, Coca-Cola, the Michael Jordan Foundation. You've done it all. So welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me this morning. And you must love parties, right? That's why you got into this. Yes! (laughs) <laughs> you know, I, I've always, my mom says I've always been an organizer, you know, even when I was a little girl, whether that was, you know, organizing my dolls or making sure that I organized all my own birthday parties, family reunions, you name it. I've just really always been an organizer and I found the passion for what I love a very long time ago. So I do enjoy it. So you're doing this to build brands. So Kenya probably can really relate to this because she does the same kind of thing at iHeart. And we were wondering, how are you doing it now? And are brands using events, online events to reinforce their brand? Yes, they definitely are now. And I would say that after we all got over the shock of the pandemic and figured out, oh my God, what's going to happen? We quickly within, in all honesty, the first 30 to 45 days said, okay, how are we going to get through this? What are our next steps? What should we be doing as an agency? And what we started to do was partnering and collaborating with other audiovisual companies, technical companies and television producers to look at what the new phase of events are going to be. And within the last probably 60 days, we produced well over six or seven virtual events, which is the new platform that we're all going to be in. And companies wanted to take a pause initially and just try and figure out how long we were going to be here. And once we realized we were going to be here for a minute, then they needed to start marketing their brands and using events as a communication messaging and still touch with people. So virtual events are gonna be here for a while. So we've run events for Gearheart Law, and I'll tell you, it is a lot of work to get the word out and to get people to show up. So what's your secret for getting good attendance? Well, the radio is one of them in all honesty. (laughs) (laughs) It's a big marketing tool, but now we're finding that the market is just becoming flooded with virtual events. You know, and Zoom calls. Everyone now has what they're calling Zoom fatigue because they're literally on a computer screen for 10 and 12 hours a day. But we found that the internet and the radio is our best friend. And we just really work on creating interesting graphics and marketing strategies to communicate to people about our event, really figuring out what's that competitive edge and what makes our client's event different from what's out there in the marketplace to use outreach and digital marketing in our events. So how do you make the events special? I'll just give you an example. We haven't done this, but I've always wanted to. So I once met a marketing guy about 15 years ago. We're talking of brainstorming marketing ideas. And he says, well, why don't you, every time somebody gets a patent from Gearheart Law, you send them a little bottle of champagne and you have this virtual toast to commemorate the event. So do you do any special things like that to help make the events special? Because like you said, being in front of a Zoom screen all day, it gets pretty monotonous after a while. Absolutely. And that's one of our specialties is really taking our same expertise and producing live events into a virtual platform. So pretty much anything that you can imagine with the live event, we can do virtually. One of our very first events was a Juneteenth celebration. And a big part of that event had always been the food component. 
People loved great Southern food. So we actually did a meal delivery program for over 300 of our guests, where we took the exact same special meal that they would receive, had it hand delivered to their homes. Then we did a custom segment with the chef to tell them how they prepared the food, to still have that great cocktail, so they could still enjoy a food experience with the event. We've hired all kind of entertainment to be a part of the events, all kind of keynote speakers, and we found now in the virtual market that you can expand beyond your city. So where you might have had an event of three or 400 people, you can now expand to four or 5,000 people. So it's really garnered additional exposure. So how do you get the big name clients? We found that our events are our biggest commercials. And that is the way that we use our events as a marketing strategy. That we understand that every time someone comes to our event, it's a paid marketing commercial for us. The majority of our events are through referrals and people who have experienced our events. Our next two virtual clients were clients who participated in that first one that I mentioned about the food component because they were so wowed and enjoyed the experience that when they got ready to produce an event, we were their first call. So from client referrals, people who have had a great experience with us is how we do all of our marketing. Thanks for coming on, Tammy. I appreciate what you're doing in this space because I know it's a tricky space to create in because everything is just so new and it's new territory. What has the consumer experience been like on the back end with people who are engaging and coming to these events? It's been a real learning curve in all honesty. I mean, we've really had to learn. This platform has actually been out there for quite a while, but we just haven't utilized it, you know, because we like being together. We like the energy of interaction. So it's really been an education for a lot of our consumers to make sure that they have to now receive information in very short bites. Gone are the days of an eight-hour conference. You know, we're now taking an eight-hour conference and making it a 90-minute conference. So we really had to do some research on how consumers receive information, how to keep them engaged, making sure that we have multiple breaks and different energy points or what we call it throughout events, whether that's entertainment or something dynamic on the screen, polling, engaging to make sure that our consumers stay interactive. But we've also found that people bounce around. They definitely bounce around. So they'll go to this virtual event for half an hour and then they'll pop in something else for half an hour. They'll come back to you. They're really bouncing around and just taking in lots of different information. So what are some of the challenges of running an events company? Well, we probably have them all. We are now celebrating this year our 20 years in business. It's hard to believe that 20 years ago we started the business in our dining room and it's been an amazing journey. But some of the uh, challenges that we've had in all honesty is when we first started was just getting the opportunity. You know, being able to prove to some of those big brands that are out there that as a small women and minority owned firm, that we have the same level of expertise and quality and can produce events like some of our majority partners. I was fortunate that I came from a corporate background, so I think that gave me a little foot in the door but it was still very tough just garnering those big brands initially. Some of the other challenges that we had is just around human capital, you know, really making sure that you hire a very strong team because it's not just me. It's a very strong team of professionals. So all the elements around HR has really been a challenge for small businesses, everything from insurance and being able to provide insurance to your employees to benefit plans, et cetera, has been a challenge. So do you have preferred caterers that you use for this food so that you know you can rely on them? I mean, I could imagine that could be a problem if the caterer doesn't show up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We've been really fortunate that we have some very strong strategic partners that work with us. And we've really developed these relationships over the many years that we've been in business because they are the heart and soul of our business. You know, we really serve as the quarterback for executing these big projects, but we need everybody on the team to play a role. Our vendors, our suppliers, our staff, they all play a major role. So developing these long-term relationships has really been important. And we also try and work with as many women and minority-owned firms as possible because we believe in that philosophy. So, you know, referrals from other companies to try new vendors and caterers and you name it, we've definitely been doing that over the last couple of years. But they are the backbone of our organization. They've really been supporting us. 
Richard had a question. What was the funniest thing you ever saw at an event? Did it involve alcohol? <laughs> Do people get drunk during these virtual events? We've definitely had those times when we have, and actually now that you say that, that probably is one of the funniest things that had happened to our event. We actually had a nonprofit client and we were doing a fundraiser for them. And one of our guests did get a little inebriated and we were literally cleaning up the event. The event was over. We were striking, people were leaving, caterers were setting up. And we had one of our vendors pass outside of the window and they saw a wig hanging on the outside of the window. And they came through and they said, Tammy, we think someone is locked in the restroom because we see a wig hanging out the window. <laughs> and sure enough, this guest had pulled off their wig and had put it in the window because they were so hot and they were trying to, you know, get themselves together. And we had to get security to come in there and say, get that wig back on and get that guest out of here. <laughs> but in all honesty, if that person had not seen the wig hanging outside the window, we would not have known that that guest was inside. <laughs> How do you find the ideas to keep being creative and pushing the envelope on new events and new event ideas. Because in your business, you really can't do the same thing twice, right? I mean, each party is a custom crafted event that needs to stand out. And so you're there to impress the team and any guests, right? Yes, absolutely. We really like to customize and to your point, craft an exceptional experience for our guests. So one of the things that we definitely believe in and I'm really a proponent of is just making sure you're always honing your craft. I am big on reading and watching everything that's out there in the industry, making sure that I'm going to trade shows, that I'm reading business articles, that I subscribe to everything, that I'm a member of various different trade associations that are out there. I watch my competition. I watch other competitors to see what they're doing and what's interesting about events and what we might be able to tweak. But we're also really happy to have a strong creative team where when we get a brand new client, we do a whiteboard process where we literally go in and throw any kind of idea on the wall to say, how can we make this year different? How can we make it look different? and work on crafting an interesting experience. No idea is stupid, you know, it really isn't. You might have to tweak it and change it a little bit, but really coming up with interesting ideas is one of the things. And stepping outside of your box and hearing your clients and what they want to do at an event and how we can take that and make it their reality. So you can pretty much do anything. It sounds like you also do the promotion. So when we were doing our events for Gearheart Law, which were pretty well attended for what they were because they were about intellectual property overseas, international. But we felt like even though we didn't get like hundreds of people at the event, just the fact that we had an event that some people came to that we could just blast everywhere all over social media and we weren't doing radio then but I think today we would have it on the radio everywhere was part of the brand building so is that something you do too so we don't actually do direct promotions and marketing with our events we work with partners that come in and help us do that but absolutely we put together fully digital marketing programs and promotions you know whether that's from social media as you mentioned or whether that's email blast but we also make sure that we go in and do very targeted market research. We wanna find out who their attendees are, who they wanna to communicate to, what their brand is really all about, what's their demographics. And that's where we put together a targeted plan to focus on that group. And then also if they want to expand that, we do some test marketing with digital marketing that's out there and figure out how is it running? How are we getting feedback? Are people responding to this? And if not, we quickly change. Events are experiences, you know, and we really want to start that experience from the very first time people get the invitation. From when they get to save the day to the invitation, we want to catch that wow factor and say, this is something I want to be a part of. And we really focus on all the sensories of our guest, whether that is how it smells when they walk in the lobby of the hotel, to smelling the aroma of food when they walk into the ballroom, to making sure that they're greeted friendly, that it's professional. From the music, the ambience, people react to that. And it's the same reaction in a virtual experience. So all of our events start with music. All of our events virtually start with bright colors so people can be energetic. We make sure that we have great hosts as a part of our virtual experiences. We want it to be a television production. 
So we really touch on all the sensory aspects of our guests. Well, that's great. Excellent. And just absolutely a delight speaking with you and hearing about your business. We love your approach and we see why you're successful. I hope you'll stay with us for the rest of the program. And Absolutely. Thank you. We'll be back right after this commercial break. What are entrepreneurs' most valuable assets? Their passion and ideas. We can't protect your passion, but we can protect your ideas. Trust Gearheart Law to protect your ideas with premier passion patent, trademark, and copyright services. There's never been a better time to start your own business. Contact us at GearHeartLaw.com. At Gearheart Law, we have years of experience protecting entrepreneurs' ideas and brands using patent, trademark, and copyright protection. So if you have a new consumer product, a new software application that you're planning to build or sell, or a brand or company name that you want to protect, contact the experts at Gearheart Law. www.GearHeartLaw.com. Don't let the wrong protection strategy strategy ruin your business. All of our attorneys are passionate about protection and are licensed and qualified to represent you before the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Don't start your project without calling us first. Contact Gearheart Law on the web at G-E-A-R-H-A-R-T-L-A-W.com. Together, we can change the world. This ad has been read by a non-attorney spokesperson. Now back to Passage to Profit. Once again, Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. And our special guest this evening, Tammy Dickerson, who has just given us wonderful advice, I thought. Yeah, if you missed it, go on the podcast. Our podcast comes out tomorrow. Listen to the podcast. Go on our YouTube channel so you can see her. She gave some great tips for entrepreneurs or any businesses that are trying to promote their brand using events, and especially virtual events right now. Our next guest is an executive spotlight. And for better or for worse, we're living in a digital age. And our next guest is a leader in that transformation, John Hensley from a company called Emerge and Emerge Digital Product Agency, which executes digital transformation for organizations. So welcome, John. I did notice on your website in the About Us page, you said that your goal was to change the conversation, to move people to action, to inspire and motivate a team to focus on what matters. And I thought those were really cool words. So tell us about your company and tell us what you do. Sure. Well, thank you so much for having me. So Emerge, what we focus on is helping small businesses and large organizations develop digital products and services. So that might be something like when your website goes beyond being a brochure and it's part of how you want to deliver your product or service to a business that becomes a product itself, or maybe you're developing uh, a mobile app or you're building a new tool for your team to innovate and drive success with your organization. And so companies will hire us to come in and help them go through all of the steps from strategy through design to developing and supporting those products to help them deliver better customer experiences. Well, that sounds very interesting and it sounds very, very technical. And it sounds like you cover a lot of bases too. We do. There are lots of organizations that focus on very specific parts of the product development process, but we do provide complete end-to-end support for our customers. So we're in boardrooms helping with business strategy. We're working with individuals helping look for how to design uh, more beautiful and usable products. Um, And we're helping working with their development teams to build those and put them into the market. Well, that's interesting that you say that because it used to be if you had digital products, you were ahead of the game. Now, <laughs> now you're either in the middle or falling behind. And so you're really helping people stand out. So how do you stand out in a digital world? I guess that's what you're addressing, right? It's a huge part of it. And a lot of that comes down to what are the moments that matter to most to your customers when they're using a product or service? You know, And how do you make sure that you deliver and distinguish yourself in those moments that matter, whether you're educating them about your product or they're using your product and it's solving a problem or fulfilling a need for them, we're really diving deep into those things and really understanding how can we make a connection. Do you have an example of how you worked with somebody on something like this, like a smaller company, like people that would be listening that are entrepreneurs? Sure. So we worked with, just as one example, this was a a really small family clinic, family physicians, and they were just looking at how can they make a better connection, especially these days with patients. 
And so they really spent time understanding that one of the most difficult things for these parents were taking time off of work in the middle of a busy work day and being able to schedule appointments and make that appointment. And it can sometimes come with a lot of anxiety and some nervous and scared children that don't want to go to the doctor and don't want to get a shot. And so we really looked at that and we said, well, how can we make that a better experience and how can your website support that. So we looked at that and really helped them develop a stronger web presence so they could help parents schedule at different hours very easily. We set up automatic communication so they could create a story with their kids to make that a better experience as they would move through and come into getting care and really make a difference, making it easier for parents. The website would actually give an explanation about why we were going to the doctor. This is what was going to happen. This is why we're going to do it. And in that way, the child would feel less anxiety on the way to the doctor's office. That's, that's exactly right. That's really innovative. Does it work with cats? Because we have cats. <laughs> that is incredibly innovative. It's like you put a storybook about going to the doctor on their website. So that's just one example. That is a very interesting way to use digital products. So is each of your clients a custom project? I guess it is. Then The process is very similar, but the actual, what we're delivering for them is always completely custom. Every product is there to solve a very unique need and address something that the business is trying to do. As more and more entrepreneurs and small businesses are looking to leverage technology, we're helping them understand how do you invest into technology in a smart way? How do you make sure it's going to be scalable and affordable long-term and making sure that, you know, you focus on the right areas. And there's a lot of times when we're talking to entrepreneurs, it doesn't make sense. They're not ready to maybe make that leap. And there's amazing, you know, what we would call off-the-shelf solutions that are out there in the market. But what we can really do is help them focus on a strategy to make those things more effective. You have a really great article on your website. It looks like it's a video too about Facebook leads don't suck, your funnel does. And... What are some pipeline problems that you see with some people you've worked with or typical small business challenges that come up with people converting and issues with their pipeline? One of the biggest things that we see a lot of times is that, especially for small businesses, is that they don't really engage with clients until the point of purchase. And so what we really encourage small businesses and organizations to do is get out there and do more customer research, have more conversations with the people that you're there to serve. And what we really are focusing on is what motivates them to look for your product or service. You know, why would they be interested in what influences them choosing your product or service over another? And a lot of times that becomes transformational for an entrepreneur or their organization, especially for a marketing team that may be used to some more traditional approaches. And that approach is really at the foundation of it is really around empathy. How do we empathize with our customers and understanding their situation so that we can build a better connection? We're bringing the expertise at every stage to help them understand what are the steps they need to take? How do they take them effectively? I think there's so many options out there and so much noise right now that a lot of times it's really difficult for people at any level of business to find out how do I approach this so I can actually produce a measurable result for my business. And it's very difficult to do that if you only focus on one piece. So taking that really holistic approach and really understanding your your customer as one of the pillars, if you will, for doing that is essential to that. And that's really the cornerstone of what Emerge is doing for clients. We have just been talking to Jonathan Hensley. And before him, we had Tammy Dickerson on Passage to Profit, The Inventor's Show with Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. And if you missed any of it, you really should go back and listen to the podcast tomorrow or go look at it on our YouTube channel because these people really know how to succeed in business and help you succeed. So we'll be right back. There's never been a better time to start your own business. The opportunities are infinite and only limited by your imagination and enthusiasm. At Gearheart Law, we believe the most successful companies all have one thing in common. They start with a solid foundation first. Gearheart Law has years of experience protecting entrepreneurs, ideas, and brands using patent, trademark, and copyright protection. So if you have a new consumer product, a new software application that you're planning to build or sell, or a brand or company name that you want to protect, contact the experts at www gearheartlaw.com. Our professionals will create a custom strategy designed to fit your needs and your budget. 
All of our attorneys are passionate about protection, licensed and qualified to represent you before the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Don't start your project without calling us first. Visit GearHeartLaw.com. Together, we can change the world. Visit G-E-A-R-H-A-R-T-L-A-W.com. This ad has been read by a non-attorney spokesperson. Passage to Profit continues with Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. We're just having a great evening here jamming on all sorts of stuff. Learning a lot. Digital stuff. Learning Learning about your customers. All good information. We're learning how the pros really do things. So how the pros really do (laughs) things. People that are really making money. Don't try this yourself at home. (laughs) But now it's time for Power Move with Kenya Gibson, our iHeart representative. Welcome, Kenya. What's on the tee for this evening? We're talking about Power Moves and we talk about people who make super power moves. And one of those people is Travis Scott. So if you're not familiar with Travis Scott, he is, I didn't want to say he, he's just an artist. He's like, he's really a superstar. And he's really probably one of the most brilliant marketers I've seen in this time. He, you know, was very clever, COVID shutdown experiences, concerts where a lot of artists typically make their money and make their living. And he got really clever and started hosting virtual concerts. He started doing stuff with Fortnite and really has just kind of leveled up to a whole nother stratosphere of marketing, especially in the entertainment space. And what he's done recently is a joint partnership with McDonald's, which has never been done before. I mean, McDonald's has used people in the past to endorse them but he actually has come up with his own meal. It's the Travis Scott meal and everything is co-branded all the way down from the spray to the burger. And he's actually come out with merch. There's co-branded merch that he's come up with McDonald's and it's flying off shelves. My daughter actually wanted a hundred dollar Travis Scott sweatshirt. And I was just like, I don't know. One of us will get suckered into buying it, I'm sure. But but it just goes to show you the impact of how he's really trendsetting in that space and thinking outside of the normalcy of what COVID has caused for a lot of artists in that space. I just have to ask, how did he get a deal with McDonald's? Because yeah. they don't do a deal with anyone. I mean, they sponsor things. And they don't need to, right? They're McDonald's. You're like, why would they even need to do something like this? I think for McDonald's, it was really a way to like level up their whole image and their marketing because they've typically done what they're known for. The radio, the typical McDonald's ads, and maybe wanting to appeal and kind of keep that younger demographic appeal going. You know, think about the strategy of McDonald's. There's a thing in marketing called the McDonald's effect where they brand you from the Happy Meal all the way to the Big Mac. For life. So now this is a modern day version of using an influencer like Travis Scott to keep that same effect going. And with McDonald's reach, Travis is going to be getting a lot of attention. Oh, and he'll be bringing them a lot of attention likewise. So, I mean, they, he's already causing problems for their inventory. They've run out of supplies to even facilitate these meals because they're selling like crazy. So now they have a supply issue, which is kind of a good problem to have. Boy, that is amazing. I'd sure like to talk to their marketing people. But to what Jonathan was just saying in the last segment, if you don't get brand new ideas like this in the digital marketing age, then you're at a standstill. I couldn't agree with you more because I really thought McDonald's marketing was getting really stale. It was the same stuff over and over again, all very professionally done, but it was getting boring. So I think this is a great strategic move to bring somebody in and shake things up a little bit. But I hope the McDonald's executives are listening to me now. Well, I take your advice. So he has good (laughs) advice for my company, which we will segue into. So I did a startup. I started late last year, right before COVID struck. Fireside Directory is the name of what I'm doing. And it's a directory of small and medium businesses, mostly small businesses, but it's a video directory. I interview people about their businesses. And as all of you do marketing here, I tell the people, what is your value add proposition? What do you do different than everybody else that would make someone hire you? You got 10 seconds to get that across in this because after that, people either want to hear more or they're gone. So I coach people on how to do these videos and present themselves and try to help them figure out what is the value add for what they're doing. And then we have a conversation kind of like this, only they get to talk a lot more. I talk a lot less. 
And then I put them on my YouTube channel and on my website, which is a directory website in whatever category they belong in. And the videos are anywhere from five to 10 minutes. Kenya just did one, which I'm going to post soon. And I think they're a lot of fun. I'm having fun doing it. Why am I doing it? Because I started for lawyers and I thought people feel like when they call a lawyer, they're going to start paying the minute they pick up the phone. So if they could see a video of the lawyer or like five different lawyers, like let's say you're looking for, I don't know, a real estate lawyer who you think is going to be really good. Maybe you want to look at five different ones, but you don't want to call their offices. You just flip through these videos and you get a lot more information a lot more quickly than if you're trying to read a bio and looking at a headshot. So that's where it started. And I started having people come to video studios since COVID. We're doing it all by Zoom, which people seem to love. And now everybody's used to being on Zoom. So I'm getting a lot of people. I have about 70 videos now. I, not everybody's on the website yet. But when I hit 100, I don't know, 50 to 100 people on the website, then I'm going to start. We should have an event. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> to try to bring people to the site. But one way I'm going to do that is with iHeartRadio. So you know we have a relationship with iHeart. This show is paid promotion sponsored by Gearheart Law. But iHeart has all sorts of digital marketing, all sorts of solutions for different things. But Honestly, when I have the money, I would put this on some of their popular shows where young people are listening and maybe want to see a video before they call somebody. I think that's really interesting because our daughter is a millennial and she would much rather text than like call somebody on the phone. So she'd rather order a pizza off of her phone than like call the pizza place. And I'm exactly the opposite. I feel much more confident calling the pizza place than sending something on a text. But it's a whole new generation. And they do a lot online, like they live online, so. The Fireside is a great product for entrepreneurs who wanna make their services known, who wanna go into a little detail, who want people to get to know them before they pick up the phone and call them. Everybody knows how video is important, but they don't know where to put their video, right? And so having a video on a video directory, I think makes it much simpler for them. They don't have to deal with their website or their website company. They can direct people to the video and say, if you want to hear more about me, here I am. People get to try you before they buy you. Yeah. And if you're a service person, then they get to know your personality a little bit. So like Tammy, you seem like you would be a lot of fun <laughs> doing an event for me, right? You have the music, you have the smells, the colors. So that might be someone I want to work with versus somebody who just sits there and is dull. Anyway. It's time now for a presenter. Okay, so let's go do let's that. Let's go. So do you like to work out? Do you hate to work out? Do you need something that makes you want to work out? <laughs> well, Curtis Kennedy has a solution for you. So welcome, Curtis. Yeah, thanks a lot for having me on, guys. Really happy to be here. So tell us about your product. So it all started from a personal problem of mine. I've had back and muscle pain for as long as I can remember. I was rolling around on a golf ball on top of the ground since I was 11 years old on a daily basis. And I really just believe that there was a definite need for a better solution, considering back and muscle pain are one of our world's most common health problems. Uh, so I was studying mechanical engineering at university, and uh, I knew I wanted to start a business and have it running by the time I graduated. So I got thinking about these different ways I could solve the problem that I was having of having to lay on the ground on top of a ball and eventually came up with the idea for VertiBall after 220 different iterations of it. But it essentially is a muscle care device that uses an industrial grade suction system to mount itself onto walls. So you can place it at specific heights in accordance with where your pain is on the hard to reach areas of your back and neck. And then you have the freedom to apply as much or as little pressure as you feel necessary just simply by leaning back on it and rolling across the ball surface. So uh, we, we're developing a wide range of different attachments that go on to what we refer to as the mobile mounting system. And, and so our goal is to develop this all-encompassing system for customers that really tries to give people the opportunity to solve their problem of back pain. That sounds great, Curtis. I saw your website. It's very intriguing. So the ball just rolls in the device. There's not like any kind of massage element to it, electrical element. But for those of you who can't see it on the website or are listening on the radio, there's this big, huge suction cup that goes up against the wall and it has a ball on it that rolls. And so one of the most common type of therapies, right, for muscle pain is to roll on a ball. And so you can stick this anywhere, right? You can stick it on a wall, you can stick it on a desk, put it on the floor if you want to, and you can exercise different muscles in a very quick and convenient way. It sounds like your idea came to you from your personal experience, but you said you had 
212 iterations. What was that all about? I didn't really have a lot of uh, spare time back in those days. I was 20 years old doing schoolwork from 6 a.m. to 9 at night. And I didn't really know how to do 3D modeling, but I kind of learned and picked it up over time. And my university had a makerspace with about 20 3D printers. So I would do a design, I would print it out, test it. I'd bring it up and down the university campus, get feedback from people, see what they liked, didn't like. And that's actually a source of where we got a lot of our great ideas. You know, people suggested, well, what if you had, you know, a different attachment that did this or, or something that did that? And so I found that it was a very valuable experience going out and getting feedback from people out of the gate. And the feedback is really what drove all those iterations, trying to create a solution that could solve the needs of the people that we were speaking to. That's great, Curtis. We wish you much success. I want to get a Verti ball. It's V-E-R-T-I ball.com because I think it would help me work out more because one thing I suffer from is sore muscles and I don't take Advil or any of that stuff. This is actually related to our next presenter because if you work out more because you can use the vertiball to soothe your muscles, then you can eat more. And this, I've been waiting to talk to Mike, but I think we have to take a break first, right? We'll be back right after this. Hi, I'm Lisa Askley's Inventress founder, CEO, and president of Inventing A to Z. I've been inventing products for over 38 years, hundreds of products later and dozens of patents. I help people develop products and put them on the market from concept to fruition. I bring them to some of the top shopping networks in the world, QVC, HSN, Evine Live, and retail stores. Have you ever said to yourself, someone should invent that thing? Well, I say, why not make it you? If you want to know how to develop a product from concept to fruition the right way, contact me, Lisa Askeles, the inventress. Go to inventingatoz.com, inventingatoz.com. Email me, lisa at inventingatoz.com. Treat yourself to a day chock full of networking, education, music, shopping, and fun. Go to my website, inventingatoz.com. Now back to Passage to Profit. Once again, Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. So you have to introduce Mike because you've I been will. looking at his picture. <laughs> his background, on, his you, background on, Zoom here. on Zoom. And you've been bringing it up every break. So, so Mike is sitting in front of his product. Wonderful is like wonderful, but it's spelled differently because it has the last letters of waffle on the end. So it's a stuffed waffle. And... The one I'm looking at is looks like a breakfast waffle. It just is like make, has been making me hungry the whole show. So welcome, Mike Bradford, and tell us about your product. Well, wonderful is actually it's a brand of patented cooking devices that allow you to make Belgian style waffles with any of your favorite foods stuffed inside. And you know, I kind of like to take the idea of chicken and waffles. It's very popular nowadays, but this allows you to make chicken stuffed waffles so you can take your waffles on the go. You know, waffles, at least how they're eaten in, in America, usually are sit down meal, something messy if you would want to take on the go. But a lot of us need to eat on the go and like to eat on the go. So sandwiches are great for that, but why not waffles in that case? So this device allows you to do that and you can cook sweet dishes, uh, sweet meals, savory meals, uh, breakfast, lunch, dinner, any type of meal there. Uh, If you have alternative diet, you can use different types of batter. Chaffles are really popular now. So it's just the uh, egg batter in a waffle, uh, gluten-free, vegan, different types of deals. So it's really uh, an empty canvas for you as a cook to be able to create your own meals. And it's just all this concept of a waffle. And so it's designed to make that process really easy and not only to cook it, but also to remove it once it's being cooked and also to clean it and store it. So uh, it's just a fun product to work with and I'm glad to be able to share it with you guys. Well, that's great, Mike. And again, for our listeners on the radio, you can't see a picture of the waffle in the background, but it's mouthwatering. So check out the episode on YouTube and also go to Mike's website. Mike, can you describe the shape of the waffle maker? Because I think that's really important for people to understand. One is specified as the stovetop waffle maker. So uh, you can cook on uh, electric stoves, uh, gas, or even an outdoor grill, a solar grill if you have one. Those are really cool. So it uh, allows you to be able to cook on the go. And it's really small. It's a circular device. So it makes the uh, circular style waffles. The waffles themselves are uh, about two inches thick or so. And so with the way that it, it does in, in part of the 
the patented part of it is it mm-hmm. allows you to be able to uh, have enough volume in your waffle to stuff whether uh, any types of food in it. This this uh, uh, image that you're looking at behind me is actually a wa- uh, an omelet stuffed inside of a waffle. So the the process is you pour a little batter on the bottom of the pan. Uh, it has a top and bottom pan, and then there's a circular type of pan around it that's kind of a, a crescent shape. And it's made, uh, it has like a scissor action that is used to extract the waffle once it's cooked. But you pour batter into the uh, device, you add your uh, stuffing into it or whatever food you're going to stuff into it, and then you pour a little bit more batter on the top of that. And that encloses that food that you've put inside of it. And so you cook on both sides over medium heat, and then you have your, uh, your uh, waffle when you're done with it. So it looks like a normal waffle, except it's thicker, and it has not only the waffle pattern on the top and bottom, but it's also around the perimeter, or the, the, the thickness, the perimeter of the waffle as well. So uh, my first kind of term for it was a 3D waffle, uh, because, you know, your waffles are usually flat, and this one is got some thickness to it, some depth to it. So it's a, it's a large waffle. So it's really probably more for just one person to eat at once. So it's easy to split into quarters or halves as the uh, picture behind me is. And you can share that with other people. So it's a fun way to get your family involved in cooking. My kids like to use it as well as uh, sharing it with others. It's great for parties and different events. So what was the inspiration for the idea? Well, you know, it's one of those things where it's a need it's not a life-threatening need, but it's, it is definitely a need if you have the idea. And so the way that it happened was I was at a restaurant uh, at work, uh, and which kind of hints the idea of, I mentioned, you know, being able to take your food on the go. I was at, with, with coworkers, and I saw for the first time actually a plate of chicken and waffles. And, and I make a joke about that because I've heard of it, but I never, and I always thought, why would anyone eat that together? But when I saw it, I thought, wow, it really looks good. And I was upset that I hadn't ordered it. Uh, however, I did think, though, one of the problems was it was just so large, it almost fit the entire plate. And I realized, well, you can't really take this on the go. And I wonder if there is a device, a product out there that lets you make like a waffle sandwich. And I couldn't find one. And as Curtis, as well, I have a degree in mechanical engineering and I do 3D design. And so I was able to design one myself and built the first prototype. And at an event with friends, I uh, cooked some of these waffles and people were just were asking about them. And so from there, I just started the process of trying to get it manufactured. Do you have a patent on the design? It is a utility patent, actually. I would think. Well, he's a mechanical engineer after all. <laughs> he knows about that kind of stuff. Um, well, you know, thankfully, I found a, a patent attorney that works with small uh, businesses, small uh, inventors. And he understood budget is, is a real constraint. And so he allowed me to, to do a lot of the provisional patent writing process. And I drew all of the drawings. Uh, but when it came to the non-provisional and the claims, that was stuff way beyond my pay grade. And so obviously he handled the bulk of that. There's a lot of review. I was you know, really involved in that process and I, and I learned a lot. Not enough to be able to do it uh, professionally, but I did learn a lot about my product and patent process. And that's great that you found somebody that is willing to help. And if you are an entrepreneur, you're looking for representation. That's one of the advantages of choosing a firm that specializes in working with entrepreneurs. They will help you get a start and get something on file so that you have a filing date and you're protected and you can move forward with the business and then, you know, fix it up later on. And there's a lot of larger law firms that don't like that approach because they want to do the whole thing themselves. So if you are thinking about protecting your idea, it's good to find a firm that specializes in working with entrepreneurs because they have that flexibility and they understand the entrepreneurial budget. Should I spend money on a patent or marketing? You don't necessarily have a big budget for everything. And you forgot one very important point. You should call Gearheart Law. That's (laughs) kind of what you do. We'll certainly help anybody and answer anybody's questions. We'd be delighted to do that. But I think one thing that we do at Gearheart Law is we don't just throw a patent at you if that's what you came to us for. We help you strategize and decide the best way to spend your money. And we also have associates that we can refer people to. And in fact, Mike, I was wanted to reach out to you and see if you want to meet 
one of our associates who helps people get onto QVC. I think this would be a great QVC product. So Mike, thanks so much for coming on and breathing new life into the world of waffles. I'm sure you're delighting waffle lovers one. everywhere. <laughs> yeah, when will these be back in stock? When can they're, they're currently in stock now, limited supply. You can actually buy them on wonderful.com and they're a limited number on amazon.com as well. And if you miss out probably by mid-October, the uh, next shipment will be available uh, in early November. So before the uh, Black Friday, we'll have a uh, new product in. Great. We're a hot commodity. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> uh, uh, we're having fun here on Passage to Profit, but we have to break for this commercial and we'll be back right after that. What are entrepreneurs' most valuable assets? Their passion and ideas. We can't protect your passion, but we can protect your ideas. Trust Gearheart Law to protect your ideas with premier patent, trademark, and copyright services. There's never been a better time to start your own business. Contact us at gearheartlaw.com. At Gearheart Law, we have years of experience protecting entrepreneurs' ideas and brands using patent, trademark, and copyright protection. So if you have a new consumer product, a new software application that you're planning to build or sell, or a brand or company name that you want to protect, contact the experts at Gearheart Law, www.gearheartlaw.com. Don't let the wrong protection strategy ruin your business. All of our attorneys are passionate about protection and are licensed and qualified to represent you before the United States. Patent and Trademark Office. Don't start your project without calling us first. Contact Gearheart Law on the web at G-E-A-R-H-A-R-T-L-A-W dot com. Together, we can change the world. This ad has been read by a non-attorney spokesperson. Now more with Richard and Elizabeth. Passage to Profit. If you missed the show, if you're just turning in now or you missed any piece of it, the podcast will be out tomorrow. We'll also be on our YouTube channel. And I just think we had amazing things on here today and I kind of want to go over what we talked about. So I think we went in a lot of different directions, but brought it all together. So our guest was Tammy Dickerson with the Baker Group, and her website is tbakergroup.com. She is doing completely out-of-the-box virtual events for brands, for companies trying to develop their brands and keep them relevant during COVID. So let's have a party. I'm ready. (laughs) And then we had... Jonathan Hensley, Emerge Interactive. If you think you know what digital marketing is and how creative you can be with it, you don't. So (laughs) talk to Jonathan. He's a master. I think you should check him out. So it's EmergeInteractive.com. And then we heard from Curtis Kennedy with Vertibal, V-E-R-T-I-B-A-L-L. If you have sore parts that need to be massaged after you work out or whatever, like the back of your neck or your shoulder or something. He's got a device that is incredibly clever and useful for that. Stick it on the back of your office chair and you can just move your head back and forth all day. That is something you should definitely check out. Finally, we've been sitting here the whole show looking at this stuffed waffle behind Mike Bradford. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm getting so angry. He has a machine Mm-hmm. that helps you make your own stuffed waffles so you can feel like you're going out to breakfast or you're going through a fast food thing but you did it all yourself and it's really fun and it i'm is, gonna have a snack after the show yes the name of his company is wonderful like wonderful waffle kind of w-o-n-d-e-r-f-f-l-e and you can find it at wonderful.com and we also had our wonderful media maven from iHeart, Kenya Gibson, who did her Power Move segment. And it's always a joy. If you want to advertise on the radio, which, as you've heard some of the speakers here say, it's the place is, to be. is a really good place to advertise, especially right now, talk to Kenya Gibson. It's Kenya Gibson with a P at iHeartMedia.com. They have an array of things that they can do for you. And not all of them are super expensive. So if you want to do a little bit of advertising through iHeart, talk to Kenya. Yeah, absolutely. And we'd also like to thank our producer, Noah Fleischman, for taking this and putting it together in all sorts of fantastic ways, making us all sound really good on the radio. Thank you, Noah. And don't forget to like us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And subscribe to our YouTube channel, Passage to Profit. So everybody that goes on here gets on our YouTube channel. The more people subscribe, the more people will find it, and it'll help with your promotion too. So please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Passage to Profit, The Inventor Show. Please do, and check out Fireside as well well. Yes, fireside.directory or fireside directory for you too. So this has been Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart, Passage to Profit, WOR710, the voice of New York. 